What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give Innovation. I am joined today by Joanne Hayab. Now, she is the Senior Vice President of Operations Strategy and Design at WD Partners. We're going to get into what WD Partners does in a little bit, but it's pretty cool. Um, now, with over 25 years experience in operations at amazing brands like Express, Anthropology, and Victoria's Secret, speaking of which, she is bringing the secrets of retail design to the restaurant space. Now, we met in Santa Barbara at Restaurant Spaces, and I was just blown away by your futuristic designs of restaurants, how you're imagining um, what restaurants could be, should be, will be. And I I reached out to you afterwards because I was like, I just got to have you on the podcast. We got to (laughs) chat a little more about this. So, Joanne, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It was great meeting you uh, in Santa Barbara. Was not too long ago. Oh, so nice. I know. Now I've I've got my coat on right now. It's freezing cold, and I'm just dreaming of sweaters. It's all. It's all. It's it's all a memory at this point. (laughs) Yeah. So first of all, tell me about what what does WD Partners do? Yeah. So we are. I would. The best way to describe us is we are a strategic global. Um, experienced design firm that's really an end-to-end solution for clients. So we have everything in-house, which makes us a unique firm that we can do strategy, design, operations, digital platforms, as well as we've got our own architecture and engineering crew right here in-house. So really a one-stop shop. (laughs) So one-stop shop. So if I, like, who do you primarily work with? We work, um, restaurants is kind of at our core. That's where we started, but we really work a lot on a lot of verticals. So we've got major clients in uh, big box retail, grocery, um, health and wellness spaces, um, obviously retail, um, and then all different verticals within kind of the restaurant group. So, um, you know, pretty much everybody we touch. (laughs) And when you say technology, like you help with technology, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So from, you know, digital solutions and really kind of creating like digital first uh, for our consumers, right? Because it's it's so important right now um, how they present themselves in a digital space. So whether it's, you know, working with them on, you know, what the web design would look like, how are they going to set that up? Um, how does that all look and feel to represent their brand and tell better stories um, through kind of digital design? Got it. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh now, now thinking of like layouts and everything, what are some mistakes that you feel like restaurants are making right now with, with layouts? Cause I mean, when you walk in, you know, for example, I walked into a restaurant uh, yesterday and I will say it was very confusing. They had like bar stools facing the cash registers. So there were people sitting there, but you didn't know whether they were in line or waiting for their order. There were two doors leading to two different cash registers. So like two lines would form. And it was, it was like a very awkward layout. Nobody knew where to go to pick up orders. Nobody knew where the third party orders were. So with, with all of this, I mean, obviously there's some, there's some like basic design things, but like, what, what are some current mistakes that you're seeing in new builds? Yeah, I would say all of that. <laughs> um, but really, you know, it's it's not having the right wayfinding and flow. 
and really understanding what the different types of um, consumer journeys are within the space. So, you know, you mentioned all of them, right? Like you came in to dine in and you're like, where do I go? Right. You've right. got third party that's coming in that they're just like, I want to get in and get out. Um, so where do I go for, mm-hmm. for my for my needs? And then you maybe have just your everyday um, customer that's just coming in and going and doing carry out. So, you know, you think of all of these ways that consumers are getting um, and obtaining their food. It's very, very confusing. So I think where I'm seeing the opportunity is, is not understanding who the consumer is in the areas in which places are doing new builds, right? So I think about it this way. Like if there's a neighborhood, um, you know, QSR that's going to pop up and literally most of the consumers probably are going to live in that neighborhood. They're going to dine there, but they're probably not going in. They're probably grabbing food on the way home to feed their kids or grabbing lunch to go. Um, You might not need a full, you know, 60 seat dining room in that location. You could, you would be fine with potentially a walk-up window um, and a drive-through. But if you think about that and you try to apply that format across all the different types of consumer journeys, you're going to be screwed, right? Because you can't build that in a big uh, uh, interstate type of location, right? Where people are pulling off, they want to rest their legs. You know, you've got lots of people going in and out, drive through, dine in. Um, You need to think differently about what that portfolio of store looks like. And again, within that, you still have those three consumers, right? You might not have as much digital, but you're still going to have dine in and carry out. And how does that all work without confusing the guest? So, you know, we did a study. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I I think it's a great point that it's not a matter of what's right, what's wrong. It's a matter of where are you at and who are the consumers that are there? A, A store that's in the burbs is still going to look very different than a store that's right off the interstate, right? Yeah. In a small town. Yeah. I think that 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 makes a lot of sense of like what is the future? It's like, well, it depends, right? It yeah. it really it really does depend on where you're at because the consumer the consumer has changed a lot of behaviors, but still based on geography, there's a lot of things that are going to stay consistent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting into some of the research you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, a couple of years, like right before the pandemic, we were doing, um, you know, some research and and we were in um, a fast casual uh, restaurant and we were just starting to see the creep of, you know, all of the, you know, third party coming in and same kind of experience you probably had yesterday, right? You're like, you walk in and you're like, wait, why is he getting his food first? Why is she there? I was here first. Right. So Uh you started to create all this pent up, like anxiety of, of like, where's my food? And why isn't it as fast? And they forget about me. And, you know, fast forward, you know, two and a half years, and you've seen the digital explode, right? It's going to be 40% of total business by the end of this year in some locations. Now that's the average. So you've got some that might be doing 80, 90%, some below that, but think about that. Now you've got all of that, that was just going, you know, out either the door or through a drive-through. Now that people are starting to dine back in, you're like, wow, what what do we need to do differently? How do we need to um, evolve what we did even two years ago and start to think about the flows and the separation of the consumer journeys and really start to dig into simple things like wayfinding, Um, you know, even on the exterior of the building, right? Like how many times have you driven 
to a QSR and you're maybe doing a mobile order and you like pull in the lot, but then you have to go all the way around the drive through to the other side to a special spot that says, I'm the mobile person. Uh uh Like that's not intuitive when you pull on the lot, you're like, where do I go? So there's a lot of different things that um, as you're thinking about either ground up builds or starting to think about um, a lot of restaurants are starting to do remodels. Um, And especially as we think about the space or the overuse space of the dining room, right? Like that's, that's another whole conversation is what do you do with this giant dining room that in the past was full of hustle and bustle, right? It was like fun to go out to dinner and there was like people everywhere and you were waiting and you're like, oh my God, how many more minutes till I get my table? And now you go in and there's not a lot of waits, but the business is really busy because it's all going out the side door, the front door, (laughs) they're a delivery app. So um, there's still some things around like the operations that need to um, evolve with that. But it's it's all very exciting because there's so much innovation happening right now in in the restaurant space that um, I could probably talk for hours about. (laughs) Well, and and I think about people like Sean Walchef who turned a back dining room into just a delivery only section, right? And that's where everything, you know, where he had the the uh, shelving for the delivery, where mm-hmm. they were able to package meats and, and different foods. So that way they can go and do ghost kitchens. Um, yeah. He really repurposed a big section of his dining room and and getting to some very specifics. There was there was one specific design that I saw that you showed up on on stage where it was a breezeway, but. Inside the breezeway was a was a window to pick up for to go or mobile orders. Mm-hmm. Like, talk to me about that design and, and maybe like a specific or two around what are some things that people should be doing with their stores. Yeah, you know, I mean, in a lot of cases that was just dead space, right? Um, right. Or it was a space that you could easily expand into the dining room if you needed to to give you more space um, because you had a lot of empty tables. So. We do a lot of work with QSRs and, and we started to think about, all right, as we studied them and we started to see the amount of orders that were being picked up um, because, you know, a lot of a lot of QSRs still are trying to figure out, does, do we let the third party app driver go through the drive through and pick up the order or do they come in and get the order or a separate um, lane? Or separate just, uh-huh. lane. Yeah. So so, you know, once you decide <laughs> how you're going to get those orders out, um, there's still going to be a good portion that you know the drivers will come in and get the to get the food because they're not, maybe not order not ready yet right because they've gotten there sooner than um, when the food is is ready. So we started to think about all right, how do we separate those experiences? You know, how do we make it really quick and easy for third party or even for you and I? Right, if we just did a mobile order and we don't want to go in and be bothered, we can just go in, scan our phone, know what our locker is, open it up, grab our food, and go. We can park right there and get in and get out with no issues. So we thought, all right, well, like, let's build on that idea of what that would look like. And then how do we then change the interior experience, right? Mm So um, with digital, there's so much more that the associates have had to learn, like all the crew members. There's a whole lot of stuff that they've had to learn now that they maybe didn't have to do in the past, right? To like, how, how do you prioritize, right? The person standing in front of you, the ticket that just came through, the person that's, you know, pulling around back at the drive-through and um, there's just a lot going on. So we thought if we could make that experience better, 
um, and easier right out the kitchen for it just to go into a locker. There's no extra footsteps. It's more efficient for the crew members to just place those orders in there and for the consumer to just come in and know right where to go, right? Like we had a sign on the outside. We had parking designated right there. Um, easy digital boards that could, you know, I like to call them a leaderboard. Um, uh-huh. like, Zach, like you're up next, like your food's yeah, yeah, ready. Yeah. You know, I love those know. by the way. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of that gamification, you know, of, of, you know, where your order is and, it, you know, resets your clock every time you see your name move on the board. So um, that's always good from a, you know, thinking you're being really efficient and you know where you're, you're at in the queue. But then we also started to think, all right, well, we know that, over the last two years, staffing has been an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, labor has not been um, easy to come by in, in um, the restaurant and hospitality business. So we thought, well, if there was time that maybe they couldn't man the restaurant, um, but they could still man these mobile orders, there's now this nice breezeway vestibule that we've created that you can still do business. You can still have people come in and out, but they're not going into the restaurant. Um, it yeah. also would allow you to extend your hours if you needed to, um, and for associate safety as well, right? So it's like you're not having to deal with people coming in all hours of the night, but still being able to have a really good experience um, through that. So that was one of the things we started to think about is, you know, if 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 staffing was an opportunity for me and my digital orders are exploding and, you know, I, I needed to really have a bigger counter space to put orders um, and less maybe having a lot of POS that are just stationed along this giant counter when you walk into a QSR uh-huh. and, and there's usually one person working it. So um, why not make that the experience and have the digital kiosks be something that um, can help automate the order process? It can help upsell. Um, it definitely gives you more order accuracy, right? Because you, the consumer are saying, yep, got all that pay uh-huh. and yep. go. And it becomes frictionless, right? There's no exchange of of anything. It's like you can tap your phone, you can tap your card and really start thinking about the role that digital plays in our everyday life. How do you bring that into more experiences? And so that was kind of the thought process behind that. Like take up the space from the dining room, but also provide a, a great digital experience too. And, and here's an interesting note about self-ordering kiosks. Not only do they have a higher average ticket value, but you get higher tips. People are more willing to tip if it's if it's digital, if it's a self-ordering kiosk, than if somebody takes your order, which which is mind-boggling. But the the guest experience has changed so much nowadays, right, Joanne? And Mm -hmm. and I'd love to get your opinion on what, what do you feel like the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays is. You know, I'll always say number one is like, you got to have friendly people, but you know, yeah. <laughs> like always got to have friendly smiles there. Um, but you know, overall, like the, the way that digital has exploded um, in the space and all that it can do. And I don't even think we've tapped into all the potential um, that digital and technology can do. I mean, we're just getting started in the back of house and, you know, kitchen automation and starting to think about, um, you know, how do we get food out faster? How do we, um, you know, take away maybe some of those tasks that are really repetitive and automate those so that your you know, crew members and associates can do other things like inspect for order accuracy, 
you know, greet customers and, you know, when they come to the window or to the door or wherever. So I think there's, you know, there's a big thing around um, the way that digital will evolve, right? So from the way you use it on your app, it's just become so much of who we are that when you go somewhere and it's missing, you notice it more and you feel like the experience is a little bit off. You're like, oh, wait, like, I'm not ordering on a QR code or I'm not, there's not a kiosk. (laughs) Um, You're not spinning a, 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 you know, an iPad around for me to use. So um, there's a lot of that, that when it's missing, you notice, but there's also so much more that I think we can do um, to tap into uh, consumer preferences, right? Like if I always get the same thing, like how does AI start to play into that? How does that start to like, when you roll up, at, the, at your favorite place, they should already know and be like, hey, Zach, the usual. And like that should give you a ping on your phone to be like, oh, yeah, I want that. Um, so so taking the guesswork out of it. Um, and again, that also helps the operations of the building, too, because you're thinking like more predictive analytics. You know, you can think about um, your costing. Right. So the food cost, if you've got a better handle on exactly what you're going through each week based on your consumer preferences, you can start to lay that out by day parts, right? Like I need heavier of this. Maybe I don't need that early morning delivery, or maybe I do need a late night delivery. All of those things that can kind of take place to, you know, simplify the the operational component um, of a very complex business. (laughs) Totally. And and maybe there's one thing that I've been hearing you talk about a lot that maybe I I just want to summarize, which is I feel like another aspect of guest experience that you've been explaining is really about clear communication, right? Yes. You talked about when somebody drives into the parking lot and they're supposed to order a mobile mobile pickup, where where do they go? How do you communicate yeah. that? When someone is looking to pick up a to-go order, and if you have this side vestibule or you have a, a you know a lockers, how do you communicate that? I think that the whole concept is if your guests are thinking about how to pay you or about how to pick up their food, you have not done enough. Exactly. We we need to get to the point that, that guests get on prem and they don't have to think about anything besides what do I want and where do I post the five-star review? Like that's what we want people thinking. Not where do I order? Not how does this work? Not where is my food? Not where do I park? Make it stupid, simple. And if it's not stupid, simple, it's too hard. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, like you have a hundred percent satisfaction rate when you pull onto the lot. The second you get confused or you don't know where to go, your satisfaction rate continues to drop, right? As your yeah. frustration level goes up, <laughs> your consumer yeah. satisfaction goes down. And like you said, like, keep it simple. Like, make it like so intuitive that I don't even have to worry about it. Like, I just know where to go. I, I'm, I get in and get out super fast. And, you know, if there's, you know, perks or bonus points or whatever I'm going to get because I'm a loyal consumer, even better. But you're right. Like, I, I don't want to think we have to think enough about other things in our life. Like yep. food is entertaining. Food is enjoyment. People like love to celebrate and have, you know, dinner and, and lunches and brunches. So make it easy for the consumer, right? Because then totally. you're going to be like, I'm going to go back five stars. I'm going to tell everybody I know yep. um, and continue to grow that, that business for them. 
Totally. Now we we've talked vestibules, we've talked, you know, digital ordering, we've talked, you know, clear communication on where to park. Um, any other successful tactics that you would recommend to restaurants? You know, I think the the other thing would really be considering what is happening for your associates. So mm. the people behind the scenes that are actually doing the prep and the cooking and the preparation of the food. So take yourself back, you know, three years ago when you might've had a full line working in the kitchen and everything was engineered from the equipment back there to be like kind of self-serving, right? Like yeah, I'm yeah. Joanne, I work in this little spot and here's everything I need. Fast forward and there's been more complexity layered on. There might be more LTOs. There's more orders and less people. So now there might only be two of you where there might've been five before. So how inefficient are you kind of reaching across different pieces of equipment, um, more footsteps, right? We know more footsteps equals more labor. Um, you know, we do um, all of our teams here at, and at our operations team, like we love to do the ops engineering piece, right? We'll go out and do time studies and, and we love to, you know, kind of see what the human capacity can handle as well as where is it moving and where are those bottlenecks? So I think one other thing that, you know, doesn't get enough hype um, is kind of re-engineering your kitchen layout and making it better for the associates that are back there, as well as accommodating new third-party orders, right? Yes. So we saw Chipotle a few years ago do the Chipotle lane, which was completely separate and different. Um, but if you can't do something like that, like you still got to be able to have you know, you and I who might be working tonight still want to make us really super efficient and we're not kind of, you know, crossing over each other's paths to, to, you know, make a, make a, a, and, a ticket. <laughs> and, you know, one, one simple way I've seen of doing that is just like a, a, a double buffet, you know, where mm -hmm. you have the food in the middle and you have your main line, but in the back, it might be a little more inconvenient to get to some of the things, but you could have a separate, a separate line in the back. And a lot of brands that we're working with now aren't just doing two lines. They're mm -hmm. doing three lines, three. Yeah. right? And yeah. I think, you know, they're doing a dine-in drive-through to go uh, mm -hmm. or, or third party. And mm -hmm. I think that, uh, again, I think that the layout is, is something where we are in this new world, right? Yeah. We got to catch up the back end, the design, the layout, all that has to catch up as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Joanne, who do you think deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry? Who's somebody that we should be following? You know, I'm going to give a big ovation to McDonald's, okay? So yeah. they have really done a tremendous amount of work lately on kind of their digital experience, um, you know, with their app. But also, you know, you think about they're getting to where consumers are, right? Like I just read this morning that, you know, they've got their TikTok has gone viral um, for their Sprite song um, so that people are doing. You've got them bringing back the nostalgia of, you know, the the uh, Happy Meals, like the adult Happy Meals, the boob like little things that they're doing have sold out everywhere. Um, but they've also done a lot of work on improving their drive-through efficiencies and order accuracy. So I think they've really kind of stepped up in that and, and heard what their consumers want and they're going after it. So they get a big standing O for me. Awesome. They they've been, and they just do some incredible things and it's really fun to watch them because they have the brand, the money, 
to do a lot of exciting things. Um, and so they're them and Chipotle are two and Starbucks or a few of the brands that I know a lot of people look at and, and it's a fast follow mentality. Um, yeah. But Joanne, how do people find and follow you and your company? Yeah. So um, you can find us at um, wdpartners.com on the web. You can also follow us on social um, at WD Partners. So um, either way, you can look on Facebook, you can look on Instagram, we're on all of those, but um, would love for you guys to check that out and uh, give us a follow. Awesome. Well, Joanne, for building better spaces for smiling faces, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us and giving ovation. Awesome. Thank you so much, Zach. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.